Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Beauty Expanded. In today's episode, I am going to be sharing with you 10 ways that you can provide more value without having to discount your services. Because I think a lot of us think that in order to provide value to our clients, that somehow that means that we have to give out discounts. And as you have probably been listening in past episodes, I'm a huge advocate for really respecting and valuing your prices for your services. And I just don't think that you always have to resort to discounting services in order to provide value, especially in this economy where inflation is on the rise, things are costing a lot more. I think some artists are freaking out and hopefully this episode can shift your perspective, lower some of that anxiety and fear and put your attention into how you can provide more value while respecting the value of what you offer without having to lower or cheapen what you do. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over 100 five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. Before I start, I just want to share that I feel like a lot of people are freaking out because of the uncertainty of our economy. And, you know, with gas prices up, food, inflation, there's a lot of things unknown. And when there's uncertainty, people often resort to fear. And when you're living in fear, you're pretty much living in survival mode and It can be a challenging place to be because when you're in survival mode, you're not in a growth mindset. And I would say you're stunting your own resiliency and being able to overcome, innovate, and being resourceful as entrepreneurs to figure out another way to do things that is going to work for both you and your clients without having to sacrifice And I think that's where a lot of people resort to when things in the economy are uncertain, that they tend to resort to a scarcity mindset and start discounting their prices and their services just to bring volume in. And there's that desperation that is going to attract those type of clients too. This is where burnout happens. I think this is where you begin to question and doubt your talents and why you're doing the things that you're doing because you're so focused on just getting people in because of the fear that somehow it's going to stop, that somehow you're not going to get booked. And it simply isn't true. So when people ask me how I feel about the economy, I tell them that I don't think about it at all, actually. I don't watch the news every once in a while. I mean, I will just briefly look at the news titles just to kind of see what's going on in the world. But for the most part, I do believe you are where your attention is. And I purposely and intentionally keep my focus on other things that are going to better serve me for my well-being and my mindset than to succumb to the fear-mongering that the news is after to just get your attention on them. And so that's just a proven fact. The news is definitely sensationalized. You have to be really careful because the things that you're consuming 
you are internalizing. And so be mindful of the things that are happening in the external world and how that affects you. Because if you get sucked into it, that is what's going to be in the forefront of your mind constantly. And if that's on your mind, that's going to breed actions that are either going to keep you in fear or completely out of it. It's uh, interesting because I know right now on Netflix, Jeffrey Dahmer, the show is really big right now. And I'm purposely avoiding watching that show just because I already know the story, but I don't need to necessarily get succumbed into it. And it's just negative. It's dark. Um, I actually have a lot of empathy for the victims that are probably reliving those experiences because it's something that's trending right now, like the families of the victims. And I am just choosing not to put that in my system because I know that that's not going to serve me well. So with that being said, I really wanted to do this episode to show you that there's other ways that you can provide more value, that you can step up your game without having to discount your services. I think about Lululemon and how they're obviously high ticket athletic wear and they rarely ever have discounts. I mean, they literally have one rack, which is discounted, but it's rarely ever full because they really uphold the value of their brands. And with their brand comes a standard of quality, right? The materials of their clothes, they last forever. I'm so bad with my Lululemons. I throw them in the dryer. I'm really rough with them and they rarely ever tear apart. And so they uphold that brand, that standard, that quality, and you know that you're going to be paying a premium price for it. So when I look at Lululemon, that's where I want my brand to be. We rarely ever give out discounts. The only time we give out discounts is when we're looking for models, actually. But with that being said, we also provide a lot more value to our guests and our clients. And so I'm going to share with you the 10 ways that we personally provide value to our clients through our brand without ever having to discount our services. So number one is we provide high touch points. So what that means is when I started my company, and this is actually even with my airbrush tanning company, the company that I owned before camouflage tattooing, is we were in very high contact with our clients. We check in with them seven days post the procedure. We literally have a spreadsheet to track all of our clients. And then we check in with them two weeks after and then like three weeks after. And we continue to check in with them for progress photos. So what we do is we ask them to just send us a quick photo of their scars or their stretch marks or their hair loss tattoo to just see and track how they're healing. It can be a candid photo that they just simply send. And so we will text our clients and keep track of their healing journey until they're fully healed. And then at that point, we'll let them know that, hey, they're ready for a touch-up or everything's good. But because we provide such a high touch point to our clients, they literally feel like we are with them every step of the way during the healing experience. Because a lot of you guys are in this industry, whether you do brows or lips or stretch marks or scars, that the area is going to look worse for a while, right? Usually with any sort of permanent makeup or tattooing, the area is going to look red, maybe swelled up. It's going to look darker for a while as the pigment settles into the skin. And so we like to be with them for every step of the way. The way that I think about it is we're very proactive with our clients instead of reactive, which means that some artists are only checking in with them when it's time for a touch-up. Or maybe they never check in with their clients until the client reaches out to them for a touch-up. But I'm figuring a client is probably freaking out within those first two weeks after their initial session. 
And so this is an opportunity for us to be proactive in reaching out to them and touching bees before they freak out and before we get a text saying, hey, is this normal, which never happens because we are proactive. And then the other thing is I do like to check in with them seven days post just to make sure that there's no infection happening, that everything's good. This is especially true for our areola clients, our breast cancer survivors, just because that skin is so compromised and here we are needling it and tattooing it. So I really like to check in with them for sure, just to make sure that a week later that everything still looks good. So that is my number one tip is we provide high touch points. And I got this idea actually through a steak restaurant in Arizona. It's a high-end steak restaurant. They actually have restaurants all over the nation. They're the Mastro company, and they have uh, a few steakhouses in Arizona. But long story short, one of the things that I really valued about them is that when you make a reservation with them and you eat there, the hostess will call you the day after to just simply check in and make sure that you had a great dining experience and she'll leave you a voicemail if you don't pick up. And I just think that's really thoughtful because here you are, you know, already spending a pretty penny to eat at these really nice steakhouse fine dining restaurants. Service is always impeccable. Food is always great. And they're taking the next initiative to check in with you, which 99% of restaurants will not do. And here, this fine dining establishment will call you and check in just to make sure that everything was up to par. If you think about it, they already have your money. So they don't have anything to gain to check in with you because you've already paid for the meal. I always wear black and I remember going to the steakhouse in Vegas and they switched my napkin from white because that's what all the napkins were, were these cloth white napkins on the table. But because I was wearing all black, they gave me a black one so that there wasn't going to be any white fuzz left on my black clothes. And I just thought that attention to detail was so impressive that I started implementing that with our tanning business. With my tanning business, we would reach out to our clients the day after as well, just to be sure that once they shower, that everything looked good and to just make sure that they were happy with the color that we tanned them with. And again, this was huge because 99% of airbrush tanners in the industry were not contacting clients the day after. And so I always really made it a point to have high touch points in every business that I've created since then, including camouflage tattooing, because I think it's so important and it's a rarity these days. I mean, people rarely ever check in with you to make sure that you're happy with your service. And I think it's a pretty easy thing to do. In my business now, we outsource it to a virtual assistant. We have a spreadsheet and she keeps track of everything for us, which has been a lifesaver. But in the beginning, when I had a lot of time on my hands, I would do it personally through my cell phone. And I would just keep track of people through whiteboard. Um, so I'd have all the names of our clients that were currently healing. And if I hadn't heard from them in a few weeks, I would literally just send them a text. And I think our clients really appreciate that, to know that we're with them and that they're not just a number. So number two is providing the aftercare products for free. So having that being part of the service. In my company, we always provide them with aftercare products. Now, early in my career, when I wasn't making as much profit, 
I would just buy Aquaphor in bulk on Amazon and I would just give them out. So that was all inclusive as part of the service. You never saw me trying to upsell them on certain products. Now in our company, we actually provide custom oil mixes that we create. Postcare is something that we're always experimenting with, but we now make our own oils in the studio. And we bottle them up and put our logo on them and we give them out. And as of recently, for clients who are prone to hyperpigmentation, I'm also including some skin lightening products that's going to help block some of that melanin overproduction. I'm using a really great product called DMK and it's not cheap, but I'm just including that as part of their investment. My suggestion is in the beginning, if you can't necessarily provide high quality post-care products and maybe you're just buying Aquaphor, that's okay. But I would include that. So whether or not you have to price that into your services to include the post-care, I would just give those to the clients instead of expecting them to buy them on, on their own. And then as you build up your client base, you build up your profit. Then at that point, you can work those aftercare products into the pricing. Your client doesn't need to know that you just added an additional 20 bucks to their services to provide their postcare because I think it's more so the delivery that counts. And so being able to let them know with the postcare instructions, hey, you know, I've included this product, you're going to use it this way, and it's really going to help with X, Y, and Z. I think that's just a really nice gesture and a way that you can add value again without having to discount your services. Number three is writing handwritten notes. In our office, we write a thank you note to all of our new clients, just thanking them for trusting us. And we literally handwrite them. It takes an extra minute. <laughs> instead of, you know, maybe printing it in bulk. And it adds a really personal touch to it. My handwriting is not that nice, but my assistant's handwriting is really nice. And so I have her actually write out the handwritten notes. And again, it's it's just a lost art. It's so much more personal than having something typed out. But even if you do type something out, maybe just sign your signature handwritten, just again, to give that personal added value is a really thoughtful way to thank your clients for having them trust you and choose you, which then leads me to number four. If you're in a place in your business where you can provide a free unexpected surprise gift, I think that's always a really, really nice way to thank your clients and again, just give them a unique and personal experience that they're not going to get with maybe your competitor. We provide these really amazing smelling candles and they're not your typical scents. They're really unique. I found a local candle maker in Arizona. I'm absolutely obsessed with her and we've been working with her for I think almost a year now and we create seasonal scents. So if our client sees us during the summer and then maybe she comes in for her touch-up during the wintertime, she's going to get a different candle, which is kind of cool. We bag it up with our handwritten thank you note. We throw some tissue paper in there. And it's something that, again, that they take home that they weren't expecting. Now, I got this idea actually through my plastic surgeon. So when I went in for a tummy tuck this year, I was really blown away by their customer service. I mean, he just runs a top-notch office. And one of the things that they do really well is pay attention to all the small details. When you walk in, they have essential oils and they give you this free gift, knowing that you're going to be down for the count, recovering from a tummy tuck. So they gave me a customized 
tumbler with glitter and their logo and they gave me a teeth whitening system they gave me a little beanie some socks and a few other things that i can't even think about including the post care products uh, which were high quality and i was just blown away because again it's not something that i was expecting so from that experience i loved it so much i just really appreciated it and it made me feel so confident like that I'd chosen the right surgeon. I ended up adopting it into our business. And that's how I came up with the concept of these really amazing custom scented candles. So we end up gifting those to our clients, which I really love. Another thing I used to do was give our clients a list of healthy food recipes that they could do to reduce inflammation in their body, which would then help them heal faster. So one of our clients, a few years ago is a holistic nutritionist and she healed in 10 days. No joke. I was extremely shocked. And so I asked her what her secret was. And she said that, you know, anytime she undergoes a procedure, whether it's plastic surgery, tattooing, whatever the case, she always preps her body and avoids any inflammatory foods or drinks to help her body heal much faster, which makes sense. And I actually reached out to her before I had my tummy tuck for just some advice as well. And sure enough, I mean, I healed really, really quickly and really well. And that was because I prepped my body. I ate protein, ate really healthy, drank a ton of fluids before undergoing the surgery and then continued up for about 30 days afterwards and had like the best healing experience, which makes sense because if your body is fighting inflammation in the body because of foods that you eat and then you undergo something invasive, it's going to have to work double time to heal and work through all that inflammation externally and internally. And so if you can mitigate that process by eating healthier foods and staying away from inflammatory foods to prep your body so that way it can just solely focus on healing you, it's going to most likely happen a lot quicker. And so this is what I used to provide for my clients was a list from the holistic nutritionist who had written out these smoothie recipes, food recipes, basically her secret, right, to healing faster. And I would give those out to my clients with their post-care sheet. So that's just some ideas to give you guys. Number five is the ambiance that we provide for our clients. I know it sounds really simple, but I am actually quite surprised when I walk into a store or get a service done and you're just not greeted warmly. And Again, everything is all about the details. The small details really do add up to the big things. When our clients arrive, we always greet them with a smile. We get them acclimated, ask them if they need to use the restroom. We give them a bottle of water and we just lead them through the whole process. And we also either have candles or essential oils misting as well in our studio. So that way, the minute that they walk in, Everything smells really lovely. The place is always clean. We also have robes that we give them to change into if they're not necessarily wearing something that's going to be comfortable and easy access for me to tattoo. And then the other thing is we always make sure that we arrive early. I'm a huge believer that if you arrive on time, it usually means you've arrived too late. And so with our clients, we always arrive 30 minutes before their appointment. I'm usually always in there much earlier, but my assistant, Jameson, arrives 30 minutes prior to set up the studio. This way, if you have a client that's running early, we're already prepared for her. We're already prepped. We're ready to go. The other thing is, is that you never want to show up at exactly the same time as your client or even worst case scenario, show up late. I just think it's disrespectful. 
It shows them that you're not organized, that you're not proactive, you're not punctual, you're not professional. And it really devalues the standard of service that you provide because I feel like what it tells the client is that you don't respect their time. And I also think it's out of integrity because if you agreed that you were going to be servicing them at a certain time and you show up late or you show up exactly on time or you show up after them, you know, because they showed up early, but you literally showed up on time. It just provides a poor image instead of being there early, prepped, ready to go. We'll show them that you expect them to be there. And it just shows a higher level of professionalism, which then gives more value. Number six is etiquette. As a tattooist or permanent makeup artist, I think it's really important that when you're about to tattoo them, that you show them that you have a completely sealed needle. I will literally peel back the needle label in front of them. I think it's just common courtesy, but I have heard a lot of people thank me because they've been tattooed before or they've never had that extended to them before. And it just kind of boggles my mind because it literally doesn't cost you anything more to have that etiquette to show them that you're using a completely sealed sterilized needle and yet it can do dividends in making them feel confident comfortable and that they chose a competent artist so to me the value of showing them that it's completely sealed needle is tenfold in the value that it brings back to my image and my brand Number seven is figuring out different ways to make them feel more comfortable. In my company, we don't numb our clients because I'm already working on compromised skin, so I don't want anything necessarily to act as a barrier from getting that pigment into the skin. When you tell clients that, their initial reaction is fear. They're scared. They're nervous. They don't know if it's going to hurt. So we do everything we can to increase their level of comfort. Some of those things is we have stress balls in the studio. We have a electronic massager. Sometimes when they're laying on their stomach and you're doing the back of their calves, for example, having a massager on their lower back can help distract and confuse the pain receptors into focusing more on the massage than the tattooing. We also have blankets in the studio, pillows, just to make sure that they feel comfortable and that we can do anything that we can to increase their comfort level. Number eight is offering free consults. I know some artists like to charge for consults or at least take a fee to avoid the no-call, no-shows, and I totally get that. Not to say that we don't get the no-call, no-shows either, because we do, but I guess the way that I think about it is if someone does a no-call, no-show for me, it's actually a relief because usually when I do consults, so I do consultations on Tuesdays. Tuesdays are more of my admin consult day. So if someone in the chance does do a no call, no show, I'll mark it in my booking system. But it just allows me to have 30 extra minutes to get marketing done or to get any admin stuff that I need to do. And that's why I purposely do consults one day a week. So that way I'm not running around trying to wear multiple hats, tattooing, and then all of a sudden have to jump into consultation mode. And so for me, just to organize my life, to keep it more effortless, I strategically book all consults in one day. And so that one day when I'm doing consults, I also have some downtime to do some admin stuff as well. So that way it's not a complete waste of time if someone does a no call, no show. With that being said, I like giving people free consultations. It's to me, it's no pressure, no hassle. It's an opportunity for us to truly connect 
to make sure that we're a good fit, that I can manage their expectations, that their expectations are manageable to make sure that they're not thinking that we can remove the stretch marks or the scars. I think that is another way that we provide value without discounting services is that our consultations are free and it's simply just a conversation for them to learn more about how the camouflage tattoo technique works what to expect during the healing process, what the investment point would be, and also allowing them an opportunity to get to know me because it is such a personal service. But this is your business. So if you feel like charging for consults or taking down a deposit is greater use of your time, then by all means, keep doing that. But this is just one of the tips that I provide for you guys that's just worked really well for us. And I really have no plans in charging for consults ever just because I've strategically placed my consultations and organized them in my calendar in a way that if someone did a no-call, no-show, it's okay. Number nine is fast communication. Another way that we provide value in our company is we reply to texts, to DMs, to messages within 24 hours. I would actually say we're really good at responding to people within four or five hours, if not like immediately if we're in front of the computer or by our phone. So we're very accessible, which I think a lot of people appreciate. We will literally get clients that will come in and say, you know, I reached out to someone else, but I never heard back from them. I was really impressed by your quick response. We will get thank yous all the time. Thank you so much for your quick response. And I think, again, it just shows another standard of service that we're on top of our game when people reach out to us. And same thing with our clients. If they have questions, whatever the case may be, I am right there messaging them back as soon as I can. Obviously, if I'm in session, I'm not able to do it. But after the session, I make sure to reply to them. And it allows us to be approachable And again, it provides another standard of professionalism because I can only imagine when I'm trying to get a hold of someone from a company and it takes them days and days to get back to me. I mean, it just cheapens and lowers my regard for that company because it's an experience that makes you feel like you're not that important and that they're not on top of it. So we really, really make sure that we respond as quickly as we can. That way they feel valued but also because you don't want to leave money on the table for the mere fact that you didn't respond to them in a timely manner. And number 10, professional photos. So you have to remember that we are artists, whether you're a permanent makeup artist, a tattoo artist, and everything we do in the beauty industry is very heavily image-based. So taking the time to really invest in learning how to take professional photos, I think is a game changer. And not only up-leveling your portfolio of before and afters, but again, also showing the standard of professionalism of your brand. Professional photos allows clients to really see your work, to be able to determine whether or not they want to book a consult with you and possibly hire you to do a service. But it also really helps to provide and create a beautiful portfolio. I'm not huge with filters because I really want people to understand that I cannot remove stretch marks or scars. So to me, it's really important for them to really gather from my before and after images that there has been improvement made because those are the type of clients that I want to attract is I want to attract clients who have reasonable expectations who would be happy if there's an improvement, those are the ones that I want to attract. And I notice, you know, in my industry that there's a lot of artists who overfilter their photos. And you can just tell, right? Because skin doesn't even look like skin anymore. It just looks really soft and blurry. 
And I think that does a disservice in what we do because the last thing you want is someone to think that you're going to remove their stretch marks or scars. But it also, you know, risks in your clients not having the right expectations. And I think when something is over filtered and overly edited, that it actually breeds a bit of mistrust between the client and the artist. It's almost like you're trying to pull one over a client. And people are extremely smart these days. They know when something's filtered and when something's not. Now, with that being said, if you're a brow artist, for your before and after photos, I absolutely think you should edit out someone's blemishes, like their acne or their pimple or something like that, just to make sure that they feel really confident and comfortable with their before and after photos. But I think in my line of work with stretch marks and scars, it's really important to not filter or edit the photos so that way people can really see realistic results. And with those photos, we try and use natural light. We try and match their original skin tone because with us, if they come in months later for their touch-up, sometimes the lighting can be off. And so we try and do our best to really, really match their before photos that we took months ago and making sure that the skin tones match so that way you can really see and compare the before and afters. I think taking that extra time and initiative to learn how to photograph can really do wonders to your brand and your portfolio. So don't skip out on that. It's really important. And remember, our industry is very image focused. And so with that, you have to be a lot more intentional in the image that you project. And that includes your portfolio. I hope that was helpful for you guys. I hope you got some good ideas on how you can provide more value for your brand and your company while upholding the value in regards to the prices that you're asking for. You don't have to discount your services. If you want to, by all means, that's on you. That's totally okay. But I'd hate for you to believe that because we're facing uncertain times, that the only way to stay current is to discount your services because you don't have to. And instead, start looking at companies and brands that prove to you that you don't have to do that in order to uphold value. Lululemon is a great example of that. So until next time, guys, I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. And I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.